What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey everyone and welcome back to Real Life Real Crime Daily and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Hey guys. Hey What's Mike. He's looking chipper this What's morning. Sir, three old guys all right. with our all with our glasses on because yeah. none of us can see a damn That's thing right. without all, all of us with bald spots. <laughs> and all of us some, with bald of, spots. some of us more than others. <laughs> I want to thank the I want to thank the uh, Real Life Real Crime Daily uh, camera crew for focusing yes. the camera tightly on my bald spot yes. through each episode. That's right. That's excellent. My work. wife in particular is uh, is thankful for the opportunity to give me shit about that. Excellent work. Hey, you know what? <laughs> this is the first episode of the first four day a week real life real crime it is Woody, it is right yeah good that's point love. that's love we should have got balloons for this day that's right pop pop <laughs> <laughs> we can uh we can work on the balloons yeah. uh so how was the fishing extravaganza this was great uh, a little early uh, and we caught some really nice fish but you know you had to be a saltwater cowboy it was rough Mm-hmm. I was, ah, I was, I, at one cabinet. point I had my eyes closed and I was holding on. It was like, I could feel my brain stem uh, teeth about to pop out of my head. Awful. And I was like, what kind of idiot does this to themselves? And I was thankful <laughs> my youngest son wasn't on the boat because he'd have been crying. So oh, it yeah. was more comfortable killing 30 pound turkeys in Wisconsin yes, than it was going most fishing. Most definitely. But it, hey, it's why they call it fishing, right? And you never know what you're going to get. That's right. Weather or fish wise. That's right. They used to call me the shark killer. But I'll tell you what, I had the last two days back. Now, camp food is always great. Unfortunately, we didn't have any HelloFresh. The last two days back, I've had HelloFresh. The, the night before last, it was uh, pasta and zucchini and, like, pork steaks. Holy smokes. And then mm. last night, it was some kind of a pork on a, on a big old bun with, I think, like, um, um, what's the orange ones? A sweet potato Fries, things that were cut up inside. Mm. I don't know why Jim Chapman, I don't get all the lava cakes and stuff. Oh, well, right. It must be because my wife's picking it. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to so, be. Yeah, she's trying to yeah. save you. I don't get the, I don't end up with the desserts either, but yeah. I cooked a great pot. What was it called? Cappuccini, I think it was called. Hey, I'm going to tell you what, uh, That was fire. unbelievable yeah. the other night. Yeah, I saw that. Looked uh, good. Great stuff. So, all Very right. good. All right. Well, we're going to gonna... get to some trucks. Crime time. Yeah, it's crime time, and we're going to bring you to Denham Springs right here Denham at Springs, home. Louisiana. A teen uh, shot a clerk during a violent armed robbery on Saturday night. So a 17-year-old teen has been arrested for allegedly shooting a store clerk during an armed robbery in Denham Springs on Saturday. Just before 11 p.m. Saturday, deputies with the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office were dispatched to a convenience store. Uh, Upon investigation, police learned the clerk sustained a gunshot wound to the upper torso during the armed robbery. She was transported to the hospital in critical yet stable condition. Sheriff Jason Ard said the suspect entered the store demanding cash and a struggle ensued. So she fought him. Right. Uh, After shooting the clerk, the suspect left the store but was quickly apprehended. The 17-year-old was processed into the Florida Parish's Juvenile Detention Center on charges of attempted first-degree murder and armed robbery. Shout out to LPSO and Sheriff Ard and Florida Parish Juvenile Detention Center. I was a supervisor there before I started in uniform patrol. Were you really? Yeah. <sighs> so, you know, it wasn't a hug-a-thug program. Yeah. You only went there for rape or armed robbers or murder or something like that. Yeah. And they'll they'll upgrade that charge, and that 17-year-old will be processes as an adult once they see a judge well uh you know we obviously pray for um yeah, for this exactly. lady to to heal up quick and yeah. uh don't fight those guys hey yeah no, let them have uh, it's not worth it but the, the uh, i'm gonna say this that dude or girl i assume it's a dude is going to be going to bloody and go uh, yeah. and you check out podcasts 142 right. years in the making hosted by myself and, and 
Jim. Kermit, it is the complete uh, story of America's bloodiest prison. By Jim Chavin. But anyway, in Louisiana, you get up to 99 years for the armed robbery, but then they're going to catch the attempted murder charge, too. Yeah. So, bye-bye. Yeah. And and if you're a clerk in a store like that, I mean, you're, you've you got the person on video, right? I mean, you're— Yeah, you assume. Okay, well, I tell most you, of hell, stores, even Popeye's, a guy go in and shoot his wife, and then the gun jammed, and then he cut her head off at the back door when she's trying to escape, and it's Popeye's, right? And you think, oh, my God, I'm good to go. Cameras everywhere. Mm, they weren't working. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I would think only if your instinct tells you that this guy's going to, gonna, you know, only I, if you feel like your life is really threatened, I, uh, should you. I used to go around the country and train up for, like, Lee Michaels, uh, fine jury, train all their people on what to do and not to do in robbers, et cetera. I'll tell you something. I'm working in a convenience store. I'm going to help them load the car, whatever they want. It's definitely not worth getting shot over. Agree, agree, agree. Well, but they might, he might have called him a nasty bitch or something. They might have caught the red ass and wanted to whoop that ass. Or yeah. I don't know. And being a young kid, you know, if you're an adult, you're probably like, yeah. come here, you little pipsqueak. Well, glad they called him. Yep. Well, really rough couple of days for our friends in the Lone Star State. Oh, smokes, man. Jeez, Louise. I'm telling you, it's uh, crazy. When it, when it rains, it, it pours, I guess. Uh, the, the first story I want to talk about is what happened at this outlet mall in Allen, Texas. The uh, I've, I've been there. Y'all been there? Not to that. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. yeah, not to that mall. I'm talking about to Allen, Texas. Oh, I'm sure. I've, I've, down yeah, I'm sure I've I've been through Allen, Texas anyway, as often as I've been to uh, to Dallas. But uh, you know, certainly the last place. You think you're going to find trouble like this on a Saturday afternoon uh, is uh, is a mall. But unfortunately, a shooter began a rampage at about 3.30 p.m. on uh, on Saturday. The security footage captures him uh, exiting what appears to be a gray Dodge Charger. There was a police officer at the scene. Many of you have probably heard his audio of him calling this thing in as he is sprinting toward the gunfire. Once again, we have uh, bravery on display and uh, and an officer uh, alone and uh, having really at that point no knowledge of what he's up against running toward the uh, toward the gunfire. And uh, in the end, six victims were declared dead at the scene, while two more died later of their injuries at a hospital. I believe seven are still in uh, the hospital from their injuries. They may have released one of them yesterday. I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm not positive on that. This, uh, as we said, all occurred at this outlet mall owned by the Simon Malls Company, outside of uh, Dallas in the town of Allen. The uh, the officer, as he uh, as he called in, said, "I've got people running. They're still shooting. I need everybody I got in terms of uh, him calling for backup. reinforcements yeah. for for backup." Um, the dramatic call for backup came as he was rushing into the H and M store. We're all familiar with H and M stores. They're at a bunch of these malls. Uh, there was a clerk in that H and M store. And this is an unbelievable story, who uh, pulled a bunch of shoppers together, walked them through the store, to the back of the store, to uh, af- behind the fitting rooms, to a closet, put 12 people into a closet in the back of that H&M store. Yeah. Yeah. And after everything was over, uh, one of those 12 reported having to walk by that woman's dead body on how, the way. Oh, how no. Many, how many? That's horrible. How many did you say were killed? That's awful. Uh, eight were yeah. uh, uh, eight were killed in all. But, and a but, bunch more on the death bed. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know the severity of all the injuries. Uh, two, we know, uh, passed away in the, in the hospital. But, uh, but to hear that story, that really brought it home for me. You have somebody who's prioritizing the safety of shoppers in her store, and we're talking a clerk in a mall, yeah. right? We're not talking the hero, proprietor right? of a of the 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 store or anything. And she gets them back to a safe area. And why she didn't stay in that area with them instead of going back out 
don't know, but uh, but after uh, the uh, the shooter was killed and police went and uh, and got the people out of the room, unfortunately, the woman that had saved them um, had ended up being one of the victims. So pretty wow. pretty sad uh, piece yeah. of the story. The shooter, who was identified as 33-year-old Mauricio Martinez Garcia of Dallas, uh, as soon as uh, as his name was released, a bunch of outlets and and people on social media started jumping uh, on board before really anybody could actually know uh, the, the the full story here. What what we've heard after a couple of days is this is somebody who had uh, who had issues, who was discharged uh, uh, from the army, who was. Uh, uh, had lived in the Dallas area his entire life, was working as a security guard. He had uh, a number of very questionable social media posts. Some described him as a white supremacist. I have not in my time heard of a brown white supremacist. But, uh, but anyway, a bunch of those reports are being contradicted by other reports. And I would just say to everybody, suspend uh, all of that stuff until we know more and the investigation has been uh, concluded and the uh, and the police come out with uh, uh, with definitives here these uh, these races to carve a narrative into these stories and uh, cement that with the public I mean we just, and, we and just I, don't know until we know and I get that the only thing we do know for a fact is that uh, he went to the army but this was like in 2008 or something now. And within three months, the army discharged him for um, identified they, they, it as a problem. Health, right? health issues, they said. It, uh, but the, here's the deal: if the army discharges you from basic training, you are a fuck up. That ain't, mm. And when I was in, I'm talking about you had people with narcolepsy and, and like literally couldn't stay awake or just nut jobs. And how they got that far in the process, I guess the recruiter didn't care. But if they discharge you at that early in the stage in the game, you better believe you're probably not going to be president. Well, and I'm sure that's one of the things that will come out, right. the circumstances surrounding his yeah. release. And also, uh, depending on how uh, the circumstances of that release, yeah. and all the, uh, how does this person go about acquiring, he had an AR, right, he had, right, he had right, a handgun. And all this other stuff about being a Nazi or Proud Boys and all that. That's like he said, a speculation at this point, but it'll come out. But we're not saying this douchebag's name anymore. I mean, it's, yeah, we'll, we'll just call him the shoot. Well, I'll just call him now. douchebag from. from <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, yes, this uh, this douchebag, whose last name at least was Garcia. Right. Um, uh, we will wait to hear, you know, what. Uh, uh, what the actual truth in the background is from uh, from the army, and suspend ourselves from uh, some of the media narratives that are circulating until we uh, until we know more. And it is amazing how long these things take. Where yeah. I don't know, was it two months ago, uh, at least a month and a half ago, that uh, that uh, church school in Nashville was shot up, and we still don't have right. the uh, manifesto from the shooter in your, that case. That's I mean, where your friend was the uh, principal, right? Was the principal yeah. who was who was killed. Y'all, we hate it, and I don't know what the world's coming to, but I'm going to take you. Allen, Texas is up there by Dallas, right? And I uh, used to live in Farmer's Branch when I was doing defense consulting work across the United States, but it's so – from one end of Texas to the other, and I actually was here too, Brownsville, Texas. Okay, uh, seven people were killed and at least 11 injured when a man crashed his vehicle into a crowd of pedestrians in Brownsville on Sunday. Seven victims died at the scene, and at least 11 others have been transported to area hospitals. The driver has been arrested and charged. Um they haven't released any information about the driver, but he's currently receiving medical treatment at area hospital. He's under 24-hour supervision, I would assume, y'all, with that suicide watch. Um, he's also being tested for drugs and alcohol. The incident took place outside Brownsville's Ozanam Center, a shelter for migrants and homeless people in the community. It is unclear whether the shelter had any relevance to the attack. The victim was waiting or the victims were waiting at a city bus stop next to the center at roughly 8.30 a.m. when the attack occurred. Witnesses near the intersection reported seeing several bodies covered in 
the street as well as a group of women praying nearby. Video of the aftermath showed numerous bodies severely disfigured, including victims had missing limbs with road and sidewalk covered in blood. Yeah, I don't know that they how they can say they know it's an attack. Uh, I mean, if they're testing for alcohol and, and, and blood or whatever, but I mean, it happens. People do get intoxicated and crash their shit into crowds, but he must have really been going fast to kill seven, tear off body limbs and stuff and injure 11 more. They're calling attack out. We don't know. We'll, we'll get back to you on this one. Uh, hearts go out to the people again uh, um, everywhere that are die from crimes or, or violence. I, this is a crime no matter what, uh, whether it was a planned attack or not, we don't know. But run into a migrant center. Yeah, Texas having a, an issue. Tough uh, rough. Late, so. Well, and, and this week, uh, the uh, Title 42 comes to an end, and they're projecting that you know they're going to have Solid. a massive run on the, on the border, and you've got lines that you've just – you haven't seen since you took your – kids to Disneyland uh, uh, years ago that are, that are lined up to come through. So let's, let's hope that uh, they get through you know, this weekend uh, without uh, in you know, a whole bunch of this kind yeah. of stuff. Right. So let's, any of y'all play golf? I know, I, I know Mike does. I to sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like Woody. I attempt, right. I attempt I to swing a, a golf club, but I love to play. Uh, well, Tiger Woods, probably the, you know, arguably the greatest golfer to ever live outside of maybe Jack Nicholas. Right. And of course, the shark himself. No, Greg no, Norman. No, 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 no. Greg no. Norman. No, the shark is the not shock. The shark is not in that conversation. And, <laughs> and Tiger is, is better than, than, than Nicholas was. I mean, Tiger well, just short circuited his career before he could eclipse. Everybody. He definitely loves the ladies. There's no doubt about it, Mike. And Erica Herman. Who is a longtime girlfriend of the professional golfer Tiger Woods has accused the 15 time major champion of sexual harassment. Woods is accused of pursuing a sexual relationship with Herman while she worked for him and forcing her to sign an NDA or she'd be fired from her job. Now, I can't, I can't really blame Tiger there. He's been through the ringer. And so he, you know, I mean, He's Tiger Woods. I'm he's sure he's, the he's NDA got millions and millions and yeah. millions of dollars. You're his girlfriend. Just sign this paper saying you're not going to tell all. Every, I'm pretty sure the know. NDA doesn't cover uh, rape or sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. I would. I wouldn't think so. Maybe his. It had the verbiage in there. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> if it, I sexually it, it, assault you, you can't tell that, nobody. That lawyer for getting away with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Herman, uh, she was an employee at his South Florida restaurant known as the Woods Jupiter. At the time, Tiger Woods, the internationally renowned athlete and one of the most powerful figures in sports, decided to pursue a sexual relationship with his employee then. Now, this is according to her lawyer. He forced her to sign an NDA about it or else be fired from her job. And when uh, he became disgruntled with their sexual relationship, he tricked her into leaving her home, into leaving his home, locked her out took her cash, pets, and personal possessions and tried to strong-arm her into signing a different NDA. Uh, A boss imposing different work conditions on his employee because of their sexual relationship is sexual harassment, says her attorney. Now, her attorney alleges a scheme used against Herman last year where Woods asked her to pack for a weekend getaway to the Bahamas. Nice. She was allegedly driven to the airport and then was asked to speak to Woods' attorney. <laughs> oh uh, then Mr. Woods signed that paper. Yeah. Did, did she <laughs> Before get to we go, go to, the, to the Bahamas, did she I still need get you to, to sign this. Did she still get to go to the Bahamas? Or the Bahamas well, we're getting to that, Mike. Yeah, we're getting to that. Uh, so then Mr. Woods' California lawyer came out of the blue, told her she was not going anywhere and would never see Mr. Woods again. Uh, she had been locked out of the house and could not return, the document said, and she would not even be able to see the children or her pets again. Hmm. Herman was asked to sign a non-disclosure agreement, which she refused to do. Herman has brought two separate complaints involving Woods in the past year. The first filed in October of 2022 alleges a trust owned and created by the golf star violated the Florida Residential Landlord-Tenant Act breaking her oral 
uh, tenancy agreement to continue to live in Woods' home, which I'm sure is a you know as big as Mike's at least. Uh. You know, I don't so think it's that it's the big. size of my guest house. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. It's doghouse. Now, as part of the suit, a trustee of Woods Trust uh, had asked the court to order Herman to ar- arbitrate her claim pursuant to arbitration provision in a non disclosure agreement she signed in 2017. In an earlier briefing, Herman cited a statute that says plaintiffs in sexual harassment or assault disputes cannot be compelled to arbitrate those claims. The most recent suit filed in March, uh, Herman argues the 2017 agreement is not enforceable in part because of a new federal law invalidating arbitration clauses in sexual assault or sexual harassment cases. So Tiger Woods, uh, you know, what do you what do y'all think about that? I don't know. I think that I got some thoughts. I think that. that they probably if that Burbage Howard was was in that NDA that uh, they, so, they thought they got away with it until they, they challenged it. Look, yeah. I, I, I don't know this woman. I uh, don't know the, the story, but I do know that this guy's been put through the ringer for his behavior in the mm-hmm. past. He's mm-hmm. paid uh, deeply for his past mistakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, everywhere yeah. the guy goes, women – throw themselves at, at him. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. so uh, this smells to me like somebody who wants a settlement. And it sounds like Tigers kind of said, no, bullshit. They're, uh, this was all clear what our relationship was. You understood. And uh, I'm not writing you a big check. And he's uh, daring her to take it. Uh, to take it all the way, whether yeah, it's not whether like, they really have a case or not. I don't not know, like I don't know. his his reputation can take that much of a bigger hit. Meaning, like he's already been through the ringer, like you said. Yeah, he's yeah, had he's had a lot of a lot oh, of God, uh, personal Tiger issues Tiger in the past. Had sex with a lady, but you have to be really careful when you have Tiger Woods money. I mean, look, yeah. Tiger Woods money is Mike, stupid. Hey, what are you talking about? Mike knows stupid all about money. him. You hear me? Hey, Mike knows all about yeah, him. Yeah, well, I know. And Mike has Mike, to be careful about all these tiger. women. You need to school Tiger on right. how to act. Well, I should send him the various NDAs I've had my wife sign, so that, <laughs> so that you know he can he, he can pull the. Derek, You're be I think, in trouble. I think the stories about Derek Jeter were that you know he would have somebody come over and he would have them. You know, the first very first thing they had to do was sign the release. Yeah. You know, so uh, so it was very clear what was happening that night and what they weren't getting out of it. But then he had a really nice gift basket for them <laughs> so part, part, at the end. So they had really nice parting, parting gifts. Right, yeah, parting yeah. So gifts. it was like losing on Jeopardy. You get yeah, the you nice get the nice parting gifts. gifts. So I think Tiger, who I know knows uh, uh, Derek Jeter pretty well, should have taken one out of uh, out of his book. But it does sound like they were together for a while and she built a relationship with the kids, which is uh, which that part's uh, and apparently the animals too i don't know dogs or or whatever so i guess i guess that part's sad but you know it surprised me the pictures of her were surprising because usually he has gone for something a little bit more voluptuous i mean she looks Mm -hmm. like kind of girl next door-ish i mean she's attractive you're so sexist but but what's that why are you you're so sexist why are you judging females i'm talking about females by what how they look shame on you tiger's taste (laughs) the guy lived in the 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 champagne room at a titty bar for like five years. Yeah, wait, 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 and wait. so he, he, uh, and then he had Lindsey Vaughn for a while. They went out together and, and Lindsey's definitely, uh, uh, the skier <laughs> voluptuous. And so this, what's he this supposed girl, to, what's he supposed to go after? No, he, he, he broke, he broke rank here. This is a little, she's got kind of olive oilish. Oh Tiger usually goes a little different. Y'all that shot, that's Mike being sexist. <laughs> I was not sexist. I'm talking about what his normal taste is. My God. The world has become a smaller place and people are traveling more freely between countries than ever before. And companies are doing more business outside of their home countries than ever before. The geniuses at Rosetta Stone saw this trend beginning to develop years ago and have dedicated decades toward researching and refining the best and most efficient way to teach someone a new language. 
Rosetta Stone has been one of our most loyal sponsors here at Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show, and that's because many of you out there have trusted Rosetta Stone to prepare you for everything from a family reunion to a once-in-a-lifetime trip to a business trip in a faraway country. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program in the galaxy. Rosetta Stone's been there for us with a great product at a great price. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert in language learning for 30 years with millions of users. Rosetta Stone's intuitive process helps you pick up a new language naturally so you retain what you learn, and their true accent speech recognition feature is like having a personal trainer. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Au revoir. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Because you know, y'all be hanging out all the time. Oh, this is the perfect story for me to follow up from from that with. We're going to go to Ohio. Ohio. The great state of Ohio. Home of the Buckeyes. Buckeyes. Where a judge in Xenia County ruled that a trans woman, now, Woody, for you, that means a biological male who identifies as a female. Biological male, do they have a vagina? That's an important part of the story. Please uh, please hold back those opinions. The the trans woman named Rachel Grimes, okay, so the, the judge ruled that a trans woman named Rachel Grimes did not commit indecent exposure in a female changing room. Okay. Ohio state laws that a trans person may choose to use the bathroom of either their biological gender or the gender to which they identify. So the state allows that person to choose. Okay. Uh, If you, if you go, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll (laughs) save it to you. It's going to be the same statement either way. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the court documents originally reported three charges of indecent exposure against Grimes, who previously went by the name Darren, but uh, since 2021 uh, has transitioned to Rachel. Witnesses claimed that women, including some juveniles, saw a, quote, naked man in the female ro- locker room with a visible penis. The charges against uh, uh, Grimes were then brought to court this winter, so that's that's the uh, the charges were that uh, uh, that Grimes was basically in the uh, female locker room at a YMCA, actually uh, exposing mm. herself, the the yeah. him parts of uh, herself. According to Ohio law, it's not a, that's not an issue. Well, that that comes into play here. So, Judge. David McNamee eventually cleared Grimes of the charges, insisting there was little dispute in terms of the facts of the case. So everybody kind of said the same thing had happened. And uh, his major point was, you know, regardless of whether uh, she had permission to be in the locker room, uh, as well as the the facts, uh, the biggest thing is that Grimes is so heavy that quote unquote her fat covered the oh penis anyway. So the judge actually ruled that none of this mattered oh because Grimes is so fat that the fat patch How the fuck does he floated Did in make front of him and prevented anyone, either him by looking down or them by looking across of seeing his penis. So basically oh, it was a maybe a, it was a, a penis in a cave is what Oh my would, God! He ended up uh, having. See, after Mike all is that. worse than me on. And he's just sly about it. How, how is that sly? <laughs> I'm just. That is literally what the judge. Here's here's exactly what he said. Okay, there is no question that Grimes was in the women's locker room. However, Grimes was not charged with trespass, nor was Grimes charged with being in an area of the YMC 
a YMCA where Grimes was not supposed to be. Quite simply, the facts do not exist to support a guilty verdict. Grimes' genitalia was not visible as a result of other portions of her body covering. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Her genitalia. So I've never Ah. seen a ruling like that, but basically the judge ruled too fat to be indecent. Oh, Lord. Well, maybe they saw the balls and not the penis. (laughs) I have no idea. I'm at a loss. You know what? I got to... I don't care what your sexuality is. I don't care what you do, who you identify as. I mean, as long as you treat me as a, a human being. But I do care. Uh, and like this law, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I just, I'm not getting political, but it's bullshit. If you're, if you're a man and you go into the changing room with my daughters or my oh. wife and you whip out your shit fat or skinny or whatever, and I'm going to beat your ass. That's going to happen. I'm going to prison. I'm not president because I'm not going to kill him, but I'll probably just kick him in the nuts. The statements of Woody Overton kick him are not, in the nuts. Kick do him not in necessarily nuts. reflect the opinion of uh, uh, the statements of Mike Agravino <laughs> do not reflect Woody Overton's shit either. <laughs> hey, hey, man, in Mike's defense, the judge said the shit about being fat. And Mike didn't yeah, say it. That's right. It was a quote, direct yeah, quote. A quote. Wow. Jim is going to post the picture, though, and so we'll let you guys decide. I'm, oh, I'm just kidding. God, I, I don't know. Holy I, shit. Trust me, I searched high and low. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did. I, did not, I bet the judge had to, too. I mean, I how in the fuck the can picture. the judge get away with saying that, dude? I guess there must have been photos as as Must have been of, something. I don't know. But you know what, y'all? I don't know, crazy, crazy. Um, let me I take email the judge and get take you to a more serious story out of my people up in Wisconsin, and we're not talking about show business, Mike. Um, this is just crazy. I don't know what the fuck the world's coming to. But a Wisconsin deputy was shot while tending to mm. a DUI suspect. A St. Croix County, Wisconsin deputy was shot and killed. On Saturday night, while responding to a possible drunk driver who drove into a ditch, Deputy Katie uh, Leasling, 29, responded to the scene of the car crash in Glenwood, Wisconsin, at about 6.15 p.m. on Saturday and encountered the driver, Jeremiah Johnson. Um, Another vehicle had stopped to assist Johnson prior to Leasling's arrival. Deputy asked Johnson to form a field sobriety test before returning to his vehicle, but he he became evasive to her request. After about eight minutes, Johnson turned toward Leesling, drew a handgun, and shot her. The shooting was reportedly captured on body camera, which showed Leesling return fire with three shots, never once hitting Johnson yeah. before he hauled ass into the woods. Um, the people in the vehicle that stopped to help Johnson began life-saving measures on Leesling, who was taken to a nearby hospital where she later died. Um, officers responded to the scene, searched the woods near the scene, and nearly an hour after Lisa was shot, an officer located Johnson, heard a shot, and watched him fall to the ground. Officers recovered a handgun where Johnson was found dead, and they're saying law enforcement officials did not just charge their weapons during the search for Johnson. Um, the sheriff said Lisa served with the St. Croix County Sheriff's Office since 2020. 2022, and prior to joining, she had served in, with another office in South Dakota for over about two years. You know, I, I you know, maybe this asshole took his own life, uh, um, had it on his mind or whatever, but I can tell you, swim, I'm not, I'm not even say that part, but I'll just say that if you killed my fellow deputy and I get to run into the woods after you, just, sometimes justice needs to be just us. But anyway, he's dead. Unfortunately, she's dead, and her heart goes out to her and everyone in you. Y'all, when cops get killed, it's not just their family members. It's it's all the people that they work with. Like, Mike, you were here the other morning. A guy, deputy, pulls up because yeah. he thinks you're a burglar about to break into the studio. And I was in here recording, and I walk out. It's a guy I trained like 20-some years ago. And, and you know, it's brotherhood and the sisterhood and everything is real. So hearts go out to all, um, everybody who knew and loved her. And and that was a routine stop, right? Yeah, but uh, the, the routine stops are the ones that kill, Mike. That's what I used to teach them. Routine stops will get you killed. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. 20 usually on, on a DWI, 
the if I'm interviewing, I, I didn't write DWIs, but I, I would call a trooper to come get them. But if I'm interviewing someone on on stuff like that, and maybe they put their hands in the pocket the first time, I'll say, "Hey, take your hands out of your pocket for officer safety." They're going to, you know, they're the higher drunk, whatever. They're going to put them back in. I know they are. And the second time they do it, I would gently guide them to the hood of my car and say, "I'm a pat frisky now for officer safety because you keep putting your hands in your pocket." Right? Hindsight's twenty twenty. Evidently, this guy had a firearm, and he had it on his mind. Who who knows? But routine, there's such thing as routine in law enforcement. Routine gets you killed. Mm. But it's not her fault. I mean, the guy just wanted to do what he wanted to do. That's right. And she went after him, and, yeah. you know, even I, in, in and death, and fired off three shots. Yeah. And, and there you have one, one out another, another story of a cop who's probably making almost nothing and comparable to what the national medium of income is, et cetera, putting our lives on the line every day. And another case of all give some and some give all. Amen. Woody, what's the uh, Louisiana Board of Private Security Examiners? That is the board that oversees PIs and their license, okay. which I was grandfathered in back in like 1992. Well, yeah. They've, they've had some problems as of late. That, that they have. And we're going to tell you about one. So the former head of the Louisiana Board of Private Security Examiners may have hired a former female exotic dancer from a club he frequented to serve in one of the agency's paid positions without documenting her qualifications. For those of you like Mike Arvino that have never been to a place like that, it's actually more commonly known as a strip club, Mike. Mm. Yes. Yes, and an investigation of the board found Fabian Blanche III, the board's chief uh, administrative officer and executive secretary, hired the woman, Bridget Hull, in 2016 to be a receptionist. Six months later, she was hired as his administrative assistant. Mm -hmm. Now, not long after, both Blanche III and Hull were placed on administrative leave after allegations of inappropriate conduct were brought up to other members of the board. So basically people that worked with them uh, would see things going on in the office, like maybe he's massaging her neck or she's massaging his neck or whatever. And they were like, oh, you know, this is making us uncomfortable. So they sent these uh, letters to the board anonymously, kind of, you know, raising awareness of this. Uh, so the board investigated investigated it, and before allowing the two to return to work, the board began prying into Hull's work history. They were curious, what did she do before this? What qualifies her? Mm-hmm. Well, at which point her attorney disclosed she had previously worked as an exotic dancer at one of the clubs that Blanche III would frequent. The board also discovered it had no work history for Hull on record, so he hired her, and he didn't even put in yeah. any of her qualifications so believe it or not hull was allowed to return to work under some conditions mm-hmm. and these were the conditions avoid sitting on anyone's desk mm-hmm. and sit in a chair in an appropriate manner meaning uh no sharing stuff yeah flash no showing yeah no showing you know no showing the panties i guess uh hull was also if you, were wearing them. if you were wearing them hull was also directed to avoid engaging in any behavior that involves revealing any tattoos to anyone that are not naturally and normally visible in proper business attire because one of the complaints was she had a tattoo near uh you know below the waist yeah uh and she was showing it to a couple of people right. so uh, despite all of that, the board appointed Hole as the executive secretary when Blanche III was eventually dismissed for more alleged misconduct. Mm-hmm. So uh, board members uh, basically uh, voted to immediately terminate Hull from her position after she was arrested in Denham Springs by the uh, McDonald's, for those in the Denham Springs area, you know where that's at, uh, on Florida Boulevard. Wasn't it a, like a vehicle pursuit? Well, it was yeah. not with her. So okay. what happened was, this is interesting, y'all. A a at the McDonald's in question, Hall was buying drugs from a well known drug dealer, okay. and it just so happened he was under surveillance right. at that time. So they were surveilling him. A uh, attorney general's office employee just happened to be at McDonald's, recognizes the drug dealer. Right. And recognizes her. And he's like, wait a minute. 
what is she doing? So they catch her in the midst of this drug deal. They arrest her. The guy, the drug dealer, runs. He eventually hits another car, and they right. end up catching him. Uh, she was in possession or, or something, right? Yeah, she yeah. was. She she was in the middle of purchase. Yes, right. yeah. Right. They right. waited so, till she bought it, right, right. and and put it in her pocket or whatever. Basically, she is now, you know, obviously fired after that incident mm-hmm. at the Denham Springs McDonald's. But you know, hired. His exotic dancer. And she was making $120,000 a year. Let me give you a little knowledge. Wait, at making that money as a dancer, not as. No, no. no as, as, a, as, as, as his personal secretary. Or the okay. PI board. She I had thought, to take dictation. I thought, that was her champ- <laughs> I thought that was her champagne room uh, intake. Not yeah. To, well, not her let, me check, let me check this out. She had to take dictation. Okay. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm almost positive because I know how it works with the Louisiana Polygraph Award. Um, which I was asked to sit on a couple of times and I t- turned it down. But these board members, the, the, uh, and especially the head guy, they're appointed by the governor. It's supposed, it's an appointed position. It's a fluff position. They, you know, they meet like probably once a month. They'll do testing, uh, once a month, whatever, all the new applicants, et cetera. And, you know, they, they take, it's all fucking fluff. And he, it's a kiss ass, gift appointed position and then he hires a stripper doesn't even do a background search on her she's making hundred twenty thousand dollars a year y'all ought to be pissed off as louisianans that you're paying i'm sure part of that's coming from their license fees the, the pi's license fees but you're paying for that bullshit well you're assuming he didn't do a background check i think i think this proves they would have found out she was a titty dancer I think this they had a, proves completely titty, that yeah. he did a background check on her yeah, um, yeah. No, the state was, of Louisiana has no record of an employment history, uh, uh, and but obviously maybe she wasn't calling on taxes, but she was swinging, and he was he was ringing the thing there. So <laughs> we we don't know if he was appointed by the current governor or previous governor. It doesn't matter. It's your tax dollars at work. Poor yeah, girl, so. just out trying to earn a living. Yeah, and, and and buying meth or whatever, and has a pistol and a firearm and all that. So, I mean, hey, she's above the law because she's the secretary for the PI examiner board president or whatever. Personal assistant. No yep. sitting on the desk. Per- Woody. Woody. Yeah, personal. Per- personal hey, assistant. Hey, I'm not, I'm not the one being sexist or today. PA. It's now up to you and Mike. I mean, yeah. to you and Jill. Secretary, only if you're like uh, Alejandro Mayorkas do you go by secretary. It's personal personal assistant. assistant. Secretary sounds cheaper. I wouldn't call him personal assistant also. If I was a secretary, I wouldn't be called a personal assistant. Real Life Real Crime Daily previously reported a couple weeks ago uh, on the escape of four inmates from the Raymond Detention Center yeah. just outside of Jackson, Mississippi. Real escapees because they were they, they were away. real escapees. They Remember, they or, uh, no, they did not go to the IHOP. We believe they uh, spent the night sleeping on a roof, and yeah. then in the morning they went in four different, four different directions. directions. We have uh, chronicled Some of them uh, since Some then. People. Two of them yeah. that uh, uh, that had gone obviously separate ways, but had uh, had uh, had a bad experience out there in the uh, in the free world. So yeah. the uh, the jail escape happened through breaches of a cell and the roof in that prison, and it was thought that the inmates camped out on the roof and departed at different times and headed in different directions to elude capture. At the time, we gave them much higher grades than the Norfolk escapees that went to IHOP, right. yes. But, uh, but police have hunted down the four with a meticulous effort. Jerry Raines, age 52, was arrested in Spring Valley, Texas, about 10 miles west of Houston, after allegedly stealing a public works vehicle. You remember that. Mm-hmm. Dylan Arrington is the one who caused all kinds of problem and left a wake of death and destruction in uh, his path. Dylan Arrington, 22, was finally killed in a standoff with police uh, two weeks ago Wednesday after barricading himself in a central Mississippi home and setting it on fire. He's suspected of killing the pastor, Anthony Watts, 61, of uh, Simpson County, and stealing his red pickup truck. So yeah, Hell or jail for him. Bye-bye. Hell, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh and so now a third member of the four escaped inmates has been found dead in Louisiana, according to police. His name, Casey Grayson, age 34, was found deceased Sunday 
in a vehicle at a truck stop in New Orleans. This is according to the Hines County Sheriff, Tyree Jones, who we've heard a lot from during the, the course of, uh, of this case. Jones told reporters that the police believe a family member may have provided the vehicle to Grayson after the escape. Quote, there was drug paraphernalia and suspected narcotics recovered in close proximity to where he was discovered in the vehicle. Uh, Grayson's cause of death is still pending an autopsy. But with Grayson's death now, now. only one of the four inmates who broke out of the detention center on April 22nd remain at large. His name is Corey Harrison, age 22, and the manhunt continues for Corey Harrison. Well, we'll probably got him some fentanyl. Yeah. uh, I mean, there was never any kind of of interaction with law enforcement there. They... uh, uh, was reported. They went and found out that the guy that was dead was him, and maybe the, the autopsy is not done. But likely it will uh, it will come back to drugs. Hell of so. jail for him too, and it's hell evidently. Well, all right. Thanks for the update, Mike. And, um, now I'm going to tell you about a story <laughs> out of Colorado, and this is kind of freaky. Uh, um, there was a y'all. There was a lady who bought a house in, in Centennial, Colorado. And she's 40 years old. Um, no problem for about two weeks until she found snakes. Mm. Snakes, plural, Jim Chapman. Two snakes? Oh, she was shocked to discover that. Were they that anacondas? Anacondas, Jim Chapman. They <laughs> wish they could be your anaconda. <laughs> a, woman, hey, a woman was shocked to discover her new four-bedroom, two-bathroom home in Centennial, Colorado, was infested with snakes. In less than a two-week period, Amber Hall found 10 snakes slithering within the walls of her garage. Hmm. She first discovered the unwelcome visitors slithering up the wall when her dog looked on intently at the back wall of her garage. She found the first snake coiled up next to the door in a crevice in the wall and when she put her hand on the wall above, she could feel the warmth, which she believed emanated more snakes. Now, I don't understand that because snakes are cold-blooded. But anyway, we'll keep going. And Hall stated, my kids now are afraid to go sleep in our beds and are afraid to use the restroom because snakes might come out of the toilets. I can't unpack any of my stuff because I'm definitely afraid that there's snakes in the boxes or under the boxes. The 42-year-old mom has since spent around spent around a thousand bucks to hire a snake wrangler to humanely remove the snakes from the house. I'm not hiring anybody to remove anything to do with a snake humanely. That snake is going to die. The only good snakes are dead snake unless it's Jim's anaconda. According, <laughs> according to the snake wrangler, based on the size of the snake, some may have been living in the house for at least two years. I'll also add that she may not feel comfortable living in a home until she rips up the concrete and locates where they're living. Well, they're super snakes that they can breathe on the concrete. This is my first home I've worked my whole life for, and I can't enjoy it. My kids can't enjoy it, and I'm scared to death. The legal thing here is that if the snakes were there, that means the house was unlivable, and therefore the house was sold to Hall illegally. But Hall contemplates filing those charges, appears the real estate agency may be stepping up to pay for the cost of snake proofing the house. Mm. I don't get it. I mean, that would yeah, be the and least I, and they could do. Well, but let me let me say this: they they how the hell did the so they inspect these houses before you buy right, them? Right. You how did the inspector miss yeah. 10, 15 snakes? I, I you know what? How do you well? But get, they're inside the walls. They're right? in Colorado. Snakes. Yeah, get, but I mean, you would think there would be some sort of evidence of. That many snakes well, in the house? I mean, and he's the, supposed to look in walls. He's I don't know. Check all that. I don't know. The, the The deal being is, she's talking about them coming out of the toilets and and, and everything else. That just really doesn't happen. People, that's the, you know, it's not snakes on a plane in the movie. My other thought <laughs> that was a great this movie, is, by the way. I'm surprised it didn't. This is in Colorado. It's now South Louisiana, where you may see a snake once the weather turns cold. All right, fucking Colorado. Those snakes are going dormant. Then I mean, you know, I they like warm places, and, and she's saying she could feel well, this the happened during the the, this happened during the winter. It doesn't matter what time they're saying the snake's been living there for years. Yeah, how do people not know that? But you know what? It sounds like well, I think that's their point is that the 
the owner who sold the house had to know about the snake problem and sold it that way anyway and didn't disclose. And the the Maybe realtor, the realtor and that owner are uh, culpable well, uh, because they didn't disclose that. She needs to call. We'll let the lawyers argue. That's what I say. She needs to call my buddy. I told you about before Thomas Davenport r- ripping balls off in all federal courts and everything. She can call him at 318-445-9696, and he will get you some satisfaction. Uh, uh, other than that, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that sounds like where she's going anyway, right, as, as, a, as a lawsuit. Wow. Well, or a settlement by a real estate company. Well, that, that law- lawyers handle that part too, right? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 29-year-old woman has been uh, killed. She was stabbed 15 times in an apparent random attack on a hiking trail. Now, uh, the 29-year-old woman was killed on a Phoenix hiking trail last week. And she was stabbed 15 times. Her name is Lauren Hike. Uh, She was found dead in the desert area around 10.30 a.m. local time Saturday. A 22-year-old suspect was arrested by the name of Zion William Teasley. Uh, He's been charged with first-degree murder. His bond was set at $1 million. Uh, Teasley had recently been terminated from his job for being aggressive towards females According to the uh, probable cause document, management at the job told investigators that he often carried a pocket knife, which would have been consistent with the murder weapon. So Phoenix police were on their way to a person down call on a hiking trail on on Saturday when they got a call uh, from Hike's friend saying she did not show up from work that day. And it was unusual. So investigators determined there was blood and personal items at the crime scene showing her path of travel, and they believe she was chased over a barbed wire fence. So this guy snuck up behind her, started chasing her. She's running. She even jumped a a barbed wire fence. The medical examiner determined she had 15 stab wounds in her upper body, and there were defensive wounds on her hands and forearms. I believe Lauren fought off her attacker and was able to flee, but her injuries were just too severe. Phoenix Police Lieutenant James Hester told reporters. Uh, Hester said he believes at this time the attack was random, but added police have not concluded uh, the investigation into that. Some of Hike's belongings were found along the trail, and police, uh, as we said, believe that she ran for quite a ways and even scaled that barbed wire fence before uh, succumbing to her injuries. Now, on May 2nd, police posted a short video showing a person of interest. They were able to develop a forensic profile and used additional images, DNA, and cell phone evidence to identify Teasley as the prime suspect. Uh, He was arrested at his apartment on May 4th at approximately 6 p.m. and was booked on charges of homicide and a probation violation. He had been fired from his job, as we said, for aggressive behavior towards females, and he was accused of stealing products from his job as well. Uh, Teasley allegedly carried a three-inch blade pocket knife, and that's what they think was used to uh, kill Hike. Uh, During an interview, Teasley told police that he is a Christian and struggles with his sexuality. He reportedly said he recognized Hike but couldn't explicitly say she was killed or that he had met her, and when he asked, when asked if he planned to kill Hike, Teasley said, "I'm definitely not the person who plans to kill another person." He added, "If I was going through something like that, it would not be premeditated." Huh. Prior to Hike's death, Teasley was in prison from July 2021 to November of 2022 for armed robbery, burglary, aggravated assault, and kidnapping. The murder weapon has not been recovered. And yeah, they gotta get a him. piece of shit. Basically, yeah. is this guy his his statements uh, 
definitely make him look guilty, but they'll they'll get more. Jim, I um, everything okay at home? Is everything all right? Why? I'm a little worried about. <laughs> I'm a little worried about your stories today. I mean, we have we have you doing Tiger Woods and the you know the breakup with the. Uh, the, the girlfriend mm-hmm. there. Then we, have, then we have the oh, stripper who was hired to work for the uh-huh. you know, in there. And then this woman, the only reason this story is anywhere, not that it's not a sad story oh, or God, somebody dying, is that this woman is is really good looking and that's why it got all the coverage nationally. It got. So I'm concerned Mike's about Jim's story choices and all of the I never mentioned her looks once in that story. You, you mentioned her looks. Mike mm. is going to get Maybe Mike's jealous that Jim got those stories? Is that, <laughs> is that what we're Is everything we're okay going? at your home? Is everything buddy? okay? No, no, everything's really <laughs> effed up at my house right now. Um, but oh, concerning. Right. Now look, uh Look, y'all, we had to, to we know that y'all love our, our little intro to kinky crimes, but you know, we changed it because we wanted something that would be just ours right. and wasn't owned by somebody else. Yeah. In uh, other words, we didn't want to get our asses sued. Uh, <laughs> so For lack of a better word. This term. is this opening is fire too. Let's play it. Yeah, so Oh yeah, y'all. Smooth jazz. You know what that means. I mean, it's kinky crime. And it's kinky crimes for Wednesday, May the 10th. Y'all, listen to this shit. This is crazy. Allison Weaver, 44, is facing multiple charges, including assault with intent to maim and assault by strangulation. There was an officer who walked in on the scene around 1.30 a.m. in response to reports of screams found two women on the bedroom floor, one nude and the only oh. wearing only underwear, but both were covered in blood. Hey now, imagine which is the east side. Sounds kinky right. to me. Crime. Right here we go. The nude woman sitting on, up on her knees seemed to be in a happy, tight mood. Uh, the sheriff's deputy said she was having a good time. The other woman found laying on her back almost appeared like she may have been in shock. He, the deputy said. <laughs> When he and when he asked for an explanation, he said the nude woman, forty-four-year-old Allison Weavers, told me that we're having we were having consensual sex and that the victim was a vampire and Miss Weaver was the wolf. Why is that? Not the Woody Overton wolf, y'all. A different one. It's called role playing. The the victim, forty-eight, right, had part of her ear bitten off Ouch. and numerous bite marks on her face. Dude, let me tell you something. Nothing hurts worse than human bite. Right? I know that. I've been, I've been bitten. The, uh, <laughs> the gun, where, no, where, I don't, I don't see any noticeable. Yeah, well, Once bitten, twice shy. That's good. I got clothes on. All right. The other woman, well, I told you that. The unnamed victim denied to the officer that there was anything consensual going on. The victim says she went to bed alone on September 16, leaving her friend Weaver, who'd come over that night with two pouches of pre-mixed rum and opened a bottle of vodka on the couch in another room. She said that she was later startled awake from her sleep. She said, I remember jumping off my bed and seeing Allison on all fours on my bed and giving me a really scary look. <laughs> she just kept giving me this look with her head going back and forth. And I was like, what are you doing? She just lunged at me and she started strangling me. The woman said she briefly lost consciousness. Next thing I remember after her strangling me, I only remember a couple of things. I remember her strangling me. The next thing I remember is trying to get away and hearing her clear as day with no reflection in her tone, just saying, sorry, but <laughs> you're going to have to die today. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry. I just started screaming bloody murder and began banging on the door saying, no, no, no. I can't believe I'm going to die like this. Someone come and please help, help. Weaver of Rochester's Hills was charged with criminal sexual conduct, second-degree assault with intent to do great bodily harm, and assault with intent to maim. And her ass got sent to jail, was charged with all kinds of stuff. Love it. That's definitely hey. kinky sex crimes. Mm-hmm. Right? I play wolf and vampire all the time, and it never <laughs> yeah. goes that far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might ask Wendy about that. <laughs> Thank you all. Oh. Kinky crimes. 
Oh yeah. Another kinky crime. That was kinky. I'll, I'll sleep better with that the was new, kinky. with the new theme music for sure. Right? Yes. Let's play Wolf and oh Vampire. Oh my gosh. We need some banjo. I'm not being sexist, but oh. Jim, Jim Chavin's going to put up the picture of this. Uh, yes. The wolf. The female wolf. Not the yeah. wolf. That's oh, right. Does she have like wolf my, contact lenses? Mike, don't do it. No, don't she has sexist, like, I think she no. has those. Is it sexist when you say something about a female, whether they're pretty or not pretty? I'm just looking at this woman and thinking she's using contact lenses that make her eyes look like a wolf's eyes, which makes sense to be part of the thing. But banjos? Well, you know what that means. Instruments. <laughs> well, Woody researches. Oh, yeah, I'm researching. Dumb criminals. Yes. Reuben Simmons is a dumb criminal. He's only 18, so I guess we can cut him a little bit of slack. But he was attempting to rob a muffler shop in Chicago, which should be pretty easy in Chicago these days. All you got to do is just walk into the muffler shop and, and say, give me the money and leave. Right. right. Um, but the problem after demanding the money is he was told that most of the cash was stored in a safe and the safe could only be opened by the store manager. And the store manager wasn't scheduled to come to work for a few hours. So confronted with uh, this challenge, Simmons came up with a solution. He left his cell phone number for the store so that they can call him back once the manager arrived. There you go. I mean, seems uh, logical. <laughs> and much to his surprise, the store decided to first call the police and then call Simmons back. Yeah. Mm. So that when Simmons came back to the muffler shop, the police were waiting for him there. Nice. Believe it or not, this turned into a shootout. Mm. Uh, this guy who didn't sound so serious in the beginning ends up in a shootout with these cops before eventually being arrested and uh, nobody getting too seriously hurt or killed there. So uh, some closing banjos for Reuben Simmons. Reuben. That's definitely a dumb criminal. That's a dumb criminal. Yeah. Definitely dumb criminal. Wow. Hey, uh, real quick before you hit that one, I got to apologize to Mike. I was, being, I was saying he was sexist. It's actually the term is called lookism. Lookism is discriminatory treatment of people who are considered physically unattractive. It occurs in a variety of settings, including dating, social environments, and yeah, that, boy, That's bullshit. Lookism that's bullshit. has received less cultural attention than other that's forms bull- of such as racism and sexism, and typically does not have legal protections in other forms. So you get to get I, I do not exercise lookism. I, if anything, I was countering that. Day in crime for May 10th, y'all. May 10th. May 10th, and I only got one for you today. I only got one for you, but it's a big one. Mm -hmm. 1994, John Wayne Gacy, the killer clown. The real killer clown. The the fake bug. Yeah, 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 exactly. Is executed in Illinois for the murder of 33 young men and boys he raped and murdered between 1972 yes. and 1978. Yes. It's why 27 of them, which he buried on his own property. Did he get the yes. chair? How did they do him? Chair? I think he got the needle. I think they were doing the needle. Let me look it up real quick. <laughs> Needle's way too kind <laughs> what do you, for him. Find out for us. Yeah, the needle really is. What a piece of crap he was, but a great documentary on Netflix covering <laughs> Another him. great documentary. John Wayne Gacy. I'm sure the, um, many people have seen. Yeah, but yeah, he he was like, uh, what a building inspector, son. He, yeah, he's a painter. And, yeah, and and yeah, he was a uh, painting construction guy. Yeah, yeah. That was your this day in crime. Yes. Hey, we got an app. People can check out yep. all the episodes on Real Life Real Crime Community app. Everything real life, real crime, including real life, real crime daily, original real life, real crime, and even bloody Angola stuff. Yeah, sit in the app forums and feeds and the merch store and just everything real life, real crime, all in one spot. That's right. Update on cases and everything else. So y'all uh, in the app and and everywhere else on social media is our new tip line for Miss Barbara Blunt's murder case, and it's. 313-757-2847 or 
RLRC tip. Y'all call it in. No tip is, is unimportant. That's it. That's it. Let's get justice for Miss Barbara. Right. Blunt. And we're getting a lot of traction in the case since we did the episode and everything else. And uh, it's going places. Very good. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everton. And we love all y'all. And I'm Mike Agavino. The Lucas. And for real life, real crime daily. Peace. Shit business. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.